Hello and welcome back to the Brew Interviews Christmas Special. During this time of the year, my grandmother always told me the best way to spread Christmas cheer is consensual sex in the rear. Or was it singing out loud for all to hear? I don't know, Grandma drinks a lot. I am Robbie, and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend Lauren. It is episode 99, and this week is our yearly Christmas movie review. So grab your sleigh, a warm pair of gloves, and get ready to enjoy the Netflix original, Klaus. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. This episode of The Brew Interviews is sponsored by AdamandEve.com, but you'll hear more about them later on in the show. For now, Lauren, how you been? Well, Robbie, I have been snowed in because it decided <laughs> to snow about a foot today uh, in New Hampshire. And I'm for you as well, yeah. Because you were telling me all about your driveway shoveling adventures. Oh, the shovel adventures. Ah, yes. So it's been very um, festive. Yeah. This week. Yeah, uh, I agree. And Christmas is right around the corner, and I'm super stressed about all of that. So. <laughs> yeah, but you're stuck in the house, right? So is there a lot to get stressed about besides gifts? Um. Yeah. Well, I'm stressed about gifts, and then literally yesterday, my boss calls and is like. Hey, we're going to do a Secret Santa for Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Thanks for the notice. I know. She's like, well, you can say no. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be the person that says, no, I don't want to do a Secret Santa. Just say you're Jewish. They know I'm not Jewish. Then you never have to do it ever. (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) Man, I really missed the mark on that one. Next next job I have, I'm going to tell them I'm Jewish. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. Does that mean I get Hanukkah off too? Well, Hanukkah is more than one day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't get it off, no? No. I guess you would use your personal days yeah. for that. Okay. Well, anyways, I've been just fucking dandy and festive, and here we are. Robbie, how have you been? Tired. All the shoveling today, and we did a, like a full deep clean of the house for the appraiser. So it was that was super stressful and getting all that house clean. So it's been it's been a wild past like three or four days. <laughs> I have also been deep cleaning my humble abode uh for like the because i i've been like really working on like organizing and cleaning and like purging all of the things that i own so like honestly robbie if you were to come over to my apartment you wouldn't even think that i live here (laughs) there's there's like no clutter (laughs) everything is like organized anything that's in a bin is in like a clear bin and like still still covered in dog hair though no it's not covered in dog hair i because i've been cleaning like now that i am like super organized and and like have cleaned things i have like a cleaning routine so like things are clean. <laughs> vacuuming constantly yeah well i've been i mean i've been vacuuming constantly anyways since i moved in but good yeah yeah feels good feels good to be clean and organized <laughs> speaking of not being clean what are you drinking this week Lauren? well robbie since it's snowy and cold and frigid outside i wanted to drink a thick and dark pastry stout so i am drinking always anyways uh from branch and blade brewing it's a 10% pastry stout. Uh, it's got chocolate and roasty, delicious flavors. That's what the can says verbatim. It's now, a good one. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had it before. I couldn't remember if we had it on the show. Uh, I know I've, I think we've had it like together at some point it's, or just yeah, like when I'm we sure. were talking. Um, but it was either that or Sticky Bun from Great North. But I just wanted Great to. Great North? Drink. Great Notion. Great Notion? Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Great Nor- 
Great North is a brewery, though. I think. It is. It is. Okay. A brewery. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Great Notion. But yeah. mm, this is just like super roasty and sweet and thick. I can say it. I, I remember it being sweet. It is almost abrasively sweet. Yeah. <laughs> which I love Branch and Blade and most of their beers. But when it comes to their stouts, they're just like. For me, they're, like, disgustingly sweet. Like, sometimes I can't even drink them because they're just, like, so sugary. A lot of their stuff is sweet or vanilla-y, lactose-y sweet. It's kind yeah. of a one-note pony sometimes with them. Um, but I do like some of their stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily agree that it's, like, a one-note pony. And I haven't had anything of their of theirs recently because there's yeah. a fucking pandemic. But um, when it comes to their stouts, I would absolutely agree with that. Like, they're usually, like... <laughs> aggressively sweet yeah. more so than than like their other stuff mm-hmm. yeah what are you drinking robbie i am drinking one of my go-tos every holiday season oh, yes. and that is the our special ale from anchor brewing yes in san francisco california what is um, this year's so obviously the recipe changes every year and this is their 46th edition of the ale and it's good it's just a tasty they call it a spiced ale, and that's what it kind of is. It almost is like an English ale and a brown ale had a baby. Yeah. And add a little bit of Christmas spice to it. Um, but every year they do a different tree, a hand-drawn tree on the label. And it's the same artist they've had for their entire, I think, the entire life of the brewery. And this year it's a sequoia tree, and it's really cool. Oh, nice. I'm very excited. Yes. Are you going to open it? Are you going to drink it? I have been drinking it. Oh, that bottle <laughs> didn't even look like it recorded. was open. I put the cap back on just because I was bored. Uh, okay. <laughs> but it's delicious. It's like a spiced, roasty brown ale. It's delicious. Yeah. I think we've had one of those every Christmas that we've done this podcast. I've tried. I've tried. I didn't think you could get it out here. And we found it at the Packy. They just had like a, a six pack. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. So. Yeah. My my friend Carrie got me one. Uh, I think like the first year that we were podcasting. So I've, oh, yeah? I've at least okay. had one or two of them. Yeah, uh, but I like even for someone like me that doesn't really care for like English style beers, like I really enjoy those. Yeah, yeah. Every year I I get at least one of them, but it's always a winner. Yeah, it's like a it's a tradition. You gotta fucking get it. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, I can find it next year. Well, keep our fingers crossed. If you found it this year, you'll probably be able to find it next year. Hundred percent. So moving on to the main topic for tonight. As always, we do a Christmas movie review, and this year we watched Klaus. Yes. This is your first time watching this movie, correct? This was my first time watching this movie. Excellent. Uh, Klaus is an animated Netflix original released last year in 2019. It was directed by Sergio Pablos, uh, who is actually pretty famous in his own right. He has his hands in a lot of Disney stuff back in the day. Yeah. Um, He helped with a goofy movie, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Tarzan, Despicable Me, I think was his main project, Um, Rio. And our favorite, Once Upon a Forest, I was gonna which say, we also reviewed on the show. <laughs> damn Skippy. And he was the, he was, he did the animation for Hades in Hercules. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, it looks, yeah. Yeah, so, that sounds about right. Uh, which is one of my favorite characters in that movie, obviously. He has a very good animation style, which he kind of brings to this movie. And I think a lot of people appreciate it, So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they did some like funny stuff with the animation for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't understand any of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it had a budget of $40 million, which is crazy to think about an animated movie having that a budget like that, but that's what it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Netflix statistics say it received 30 million views in the first month that it was released last year. Yes. In December, I'm assuming. That's I think crazy. it was December. Yeah. That, it did better than Toy Story 4. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Yep. Um, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Film, but lost to Toy Story 4. <laughs> of course it did. Which is too bad. I mean, I like. To- I don't think I've seen Toy Story 4. That's... Maybe I maybe I have. I don't know. I did. I took my nephews to see it because it came out when they were still like young enough for me to be like, let's go to the movies, guys. Toy Story 4? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It came out last year. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm thinking... <laughs> Wait, it did? Is there a, n- yeah. a new Toy Story? Yes. I thought the third one, the last one was the last one. The fourth one is the last one. When he went off to college. Yeah, but now it's based off of, I think, the little girl? I what haven't seen it, so I don't fuck? know. fuck? I thought they were we just going to be finished with three. <laughs> no, no, they did a fourth uh, one. I didn't even know that there was a fourth one. God damn it. Unless Wikipedia is trolling me. No, but I'm I pretty think sure there's a fourth correct. one. I think you're right. Yep. Um, some of the notable voice actors are Jason Schwartzman, who plays the main character, J.K. Simmons, who plays Santa Claus, Rashida Jones, Will Sasso, Norm MacDonald, who plays the grouchy old uh, sailor or the or the the boat captain on yep. the ferry. One of my uh, favorites. And <laughs> Joan Cusack, and even the director Sergio Pablos. He plays um, uh, what's the what's the big fat girl's name? Oh, that was him. That's the director. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the like daughter of the uh, L of one of uh, yeah one of elbows. the, the heads. Ellen Bows. The elbows. Elbows. <laughs> Ellen Bows. Alan Bows and the crumbs. Whatever. And the yeah the crumbs. <laughs> so before we get into uh, what we think about the movie, let's go over the plot a little bit for those of you that haven't seen it. Do it. When Jesper played by Jason Schwartzman, distinguishes himself as the Postal Academy's worst student. He is stationed on a frozen island above the Arctic Circle, where the feuding locals hardly exchange words, let alone letters. Jesper is about to give up when he finds an ally in a local teacher, Alva, played by Rashida Jones, and discovers Klaus, played by J.K. Simmons, a mysterious carpenter who lives alone in a cabin full of handmade toys. These unlikely friendships return laughter to Smirinsburg, which is the town that they moved to, forging a new legacy of generous neighbors, magical lore, and stockings hung by the chimney with care. So this movie is basically a retelling of Santa Claus's origins. Yeah, I would agree with that. If you're if you're if you're not aware, um, I love this movie. This was so much fun to watch. I have seen this before. I saw this last year when it first came out, thinking it was going to be a like a like a cheesy Netflix piece of crap that they just kind of farted out. Yeah, but it's not. It's not at all. I 100% agree with that. I fucking loved Good. this movie. I <laughs> cried. I sobbed like a little baby at the end. I I wrote in my I wrote in my notes. I said, um, "Oh, any teary-eyed moments for you? Like in this movie, were there any teary-eyed moments?" Oh, the the very last scene of the movie when it, Santa dies. <laughs> no, not when Santa dies. When when he's like sitting by the fire, he's like, "I get to see my friend again." I was just like, <gasps> "Oh <laughs> yeah," <laughs> tears just like welled yeah. up in my eyes. Cried or like the, a the little fucking child. the little like um the native girl yeah what's her name this she's Ma- sammy Mulgore? Muldor? i don't remember i don't know <laughs> Mullendor? i don't know but yeah when she's like talking to him and she's sad when he's leaving and oh she's yeah. yelling his name as he's going away on the boat jasper and i'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> like god damn it i was really scared that she was gonna like uh like 
go onto like the water and like break through the ice and like something bad was gonna happen there i'm always panicking no, about things like that this movie was a little dark but it wasn't that dark <laughs> well yeah that is true i'm glad it didn't happen uh one thing i do love is in the beginning uh jesper the main character he is a postman well he's trying to be a postman no he is trying he's... not to be a postman well you know what i mean this postman boot camp is awesome i love oh, it yeah. it's like run like the military this movie t- is supposed to take place in what I'd say like the 1800s or even earlier. I don't really. I don't. I You know, I didn't see anything that like would have given me a, some sort of like time period for this. Oh, okay. No, never mind. So they did have, they had steam boats because the captain of the boat, it's a steam ferry. Okay. So. So 1800s? the time period of steam ferries. I don't. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot about boats. But that was great. I liked the, the boot camp aspect of it. Like there's a. A postman boot camp and they just have to go through all these rigorous trainings to be a postman. Yeah, like carrying packages and like a horse. <laughs> well, and they had horse and buggies too, right? So like They did. They had both. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so basically Jesper, the main character, is he, he's like a spoiled rich brat because his father is the postmaster general for the entire like country. And to yeah. punish Jesper for not doing anything, he sends them to this shithole on the frozen island. Smearinsburg. Smearinsburg. <laughs> And the whole movie is about him trying to mail 6,000 letters out from his post office so that he can go home and make his dad proud. Right. But in the meantime, he gets caught up in emotions and family and traditions and gifts and Santa. Yeah. The movie basically starts out with Jesper being a a spoiled piece of shit. (laughs) And his dad is like, you're going to go up here. You're going to mail out 600 letters or I'm cutting you off for good. Yeah. He is a very hateable character in the beginning. Oh, for sure. You're just like, oh, my God, what a spoiled brat. There's almost too much, too much hatred towards him for a uh, kids movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it went overboard. It was uh, maybe for like small children, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was one of the main complaints that I saw was that this movie was a little too dark for kids. But I don't know if I agree with that. I see. One of the things I read too was that like this, they they tried to like get a bunch of different like platforms to pick this movie up and a lot of them didn't want to because it was too risky like really yeah yeah but netflix finally they tried for like four years like three or four years to like get this movie like produced or whatever like put out yeah i guess i can see that nobody wants to take a risk on a reimagining of santa claus that's kind of dark but it's i don't know but like i i actually really enjoyed this movie because it didn't follow like the classic like reimagining of santa like they're like it followed the basic guidelines and it touched on every point so like uh, christmas was already a thing right so like most movies like it's kind of like this santa like creates christmas sort of theme and like in this movie it was christmas already existed but like here is santa in the presence like being delivered aspect of it and then there was the instead of elves it was the sammy people like it wasn't like this this uh, what we think of right now is like santa's helpers like these little like people in a workshop indigenous people yeah it was like uh it this indigenous group of people which are a real indigenous group of people in like northern uh norway or like uh, that kind of like area the arctic circle yeah Yeah. the arctic circle area and it they were just like being good people like helping this person like for a good cause and like 
like Santa's reindeer didn't fly. Like it that was just imagined because like some kid like saw the sleigh that had like fl- flown off a mountain and was going yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> wasn't supposed like, to. Like flying through the air. It wasn't Santa going down the chimney. It was it was Jesper going down the chimney and delivering the presents. What did you think of this version of Santa Claus, like Klaus himself? I thought he was a fucking badass. Oh, I loved him. He was awesome. He was so good. He was so I think J.K. Simmons was the right person to voice him for sure. Oh, for oh, absolutely. Also, he voiced yeah. the drill sergeant at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I can see that too. When Santa's fucking splitting wood with his bare hands at one point, like <laughs> Yeah. You remember that part? Yeah, like uh Jesper goes back and is like, "Hey, we delivered present." Like meeting him like in like for real, like in the daylight yeah. for the first time. He just like fucking cracks a log of wood in half just of his hands. Ripping wood in half. I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which I I actually really liked his character because uh he he could do shit like like he was like this strong like sturdy guy who w- is very yeah. intimidating but he's such a softy like he has this mm-hmm. whole workshop full of toys and like the story behind it is just like so heartfelt sad <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucking devastating but at the yeah. same time like he's not bitter he's just like no. there and like existing and minding his own business yeah and he has to watch when he gives the first toy to the kid and he has to stand there and watch the kid yeah. unwrapped the toy, and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> God, that was so fucking cute. And then, like, the kid, like, kind of notices him, and he, like, runs away. He, like, doesn't like, yeah. he doesn't want to be yeah, seen. Like, no, nobody's seen Santa. Yeah. Well, they don't even call him Santa. I think they just call him Mr. Klaus. Yeah, they call it Klaus or Mr. Klaus. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Klaus. He's not referenced I love as the... Santa at all in this movie. No, zero. Yeah. I love the kids in this movie, because they started off as, like, little crazy shitholes, like, trying to kill everybody. And then they just evolved into like sweet little kids doing chores for people and Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and for so for anyone who like hasn't seen this movie, it's basically so Smearinsburg is basically these two clans of families, the the Crumbs and the Elling Ellingbows. And yeah. they're essentially like at war with each other. Like they It's like the Halffield McCoys. Yeah, yeah. It's like they have it starts off with Jesper ringing a bell and everyone comes out to beat the shit out of each other. Like The battle bell. I would love a battle bell. <laughs> I, I was, of this movie, all I could think of is like the the boat guy, the like boat captain. I was like, that's so Robbie. Like that Why? guy is, because like if if you, like I could definitely see you being like, oh yeah, go ring that bell. They'll, uh, yeah. they'll <laughs> and just fucking... And and like him picking on Jesper about um what the fuck is Rashida's character's name? Alva. Like picking on Jesper about Alva and and yeah. like just the way that he talks and interacts with the characters. I was like, oh, that's so Robbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I drive a boat, you know. Um, but so the kids in this film, I, I really liked how how the animators kind of like thought about this. Like, so the crumb family if you like look at any of those characters they all have black hair and they're all Mm -hmm. wearing like a bluish type of clothing and And they're skinny and they're skinny i don't know i didn't recognize they're pretty much all skinny i I feel like everyone is skinny in this except for the except the the two kids we have to say it the kids in quotations they're they're obviously supposed to be like autistic big kids like they're weird (laughs) they're they're i think they're they're like portrayed as like these really dumb characters yeah 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 like special like children like their children and it's like okay <laughs> but each family each has their own special kid who's like seven feet tall and 500 pounds yeah they're very they're very bizarre and uh, they don't speak english <laughs> but then the the ellingbows clan wears all sorts of like red and brown 
clothing. Yep. And they and all, all have red hair. Red hair. Yep. And, and then all of the neutral characters, like the teacher, Jesper, uh, the Sammy people, they all have Klaus. blonde hair and wear like bluish, blue and red clothing, along with Klaus, who you don't see the color. He's got white hair but like he yeah. has at the end like he gets his red and blue suit that the sammy people like yep. made the sammy people him. like we keep referencing the sammy people but they're the indigenous people that help during the movie yeah but that's what yeah. they're called they're the sammy yeah but just saying sammy nobody's gonna be like what the what people yeah well that's what and that's what they're called in real life and i know it and it's funny because like the the actual indigenous people that this is like based off of they wear clothing very similar to like what mm. they wear in the movie and they are known for like farming reindeer farming reindeer yeah farming or herding, raising. herding reindeer I, no i think they like they, it, it's like a farm setting i don't know do you herd reindeer yeah do you far are you farm do you, do you farm, farm cows reindeer? do you farm cows i would assume it's the same as you raise cow you herd cow uh, raise reindeer maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I don't you know. don't pour water on them they don't grow off the ground yeah, so but i they guess live on a it's farm. not farming i don't know <laughs> So there was there was a good number of possible tearjerker moments. Um, a lot of the reviews said that, just like I can't, I can't, I'm crying. <laughs> like yeah. some of them were pretty touching. There's a lot of touching moments, like when he gives the toy to the native kid. Yeah, that was like the moment that like he kind of that was the turning point in Jesper, I think, for this yeah. movie. That was like his uh, true like act of kindness or what, whatever they refer yeah. to it, like a. What's like the same? Yeah, an, that they an act say? of kindness. An act of kindness. One act of kindness leads to another. Yeah, like sparks that. another. Something like that, or a yeah. true act of kindness. What? Like that was his act of true selfless kindness in the movie. Yeah. That kind of like went from him just trying to like send all these letters and get out to forgetting about that. And like he's just yeah. doing this because it makes him feel good and it makes others feel good and like it's the good thing to do. <laughs> do you realize he sent a bunch of children to school? Just so he could get letters, so they could write letters, so he could right? send them out. <laughs> right, which is so funny because like that's he did it totally selfishly. Like he was just yeah. like, go write letters so that I can get out of here. But like that was such a good thing for like the kids to be doing, and the teacher yeah. who has set up a fucking fish market in the school. She's a fishmonger. <laughs> She's so funny. I love her character. <sighs> yeah, I think Rashida Jones was also a good. I think the voice acting selection was very good for this movie. Oh, for sure. And I love, yeah. um, I love Joan Cusack. So. I like her voice. Who did she play? She played the old lady, right? She played the uh I don't the Ellingsbow? No, the crumb, the crumb, no, crumb leader. The crumb mom. Yeah, yeah the, crumb the crumb leader. <laughs> yeah. And anyone who doesn't know who she is, she plays the agoraphobe in Shameless on Netflix or wherever you can. Watch I've never that. watched Shameless. I watched a few seasons. It's pretty good. Yeah. I love her character, so. Is she your favorite character? In this movie? On the movie. In the movie. <laughs> No, I don't know who my favorite character in this movie is. I because all of the characters are really likable. Yeah, except for like the Jesper in the beginning. Except for Jesper in the beginning and the the leaders of the Crumbs and the Ellingsbow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even his father, Jesper's father, is a, like a a relatable. Like he, even though he's like rich and powerful, he's super relatable and is trying to do the right thing for yeah. his son. So even you can't even be mad at him. Like at the end when he tries to take him away, like. <laughs> Yeah, well, he it's not like he knows. It's not like he communicates yeah. with his son. He was just there to get him because he, like, I, he, I don't think he thought that it would change his kid. Like, yeah. he well, did it because says, it then, hopes for it to do that. Yeah, but. and then Jesper says, uh, my dad hugged me. 
for like the first time or something like that. Well, he, said, he said he was proud of me for the first time. Yeah, he hugged like me that. and said he was proud of me. Yeah, and I was like, Lauren can relate to that because she hasn't done anything for her parents. What are you talking about? My parents love me and they Ooh. hug me all the time. I haven't hugged my parents in so long. I miss them so much. <laughs> they're still alive. Uh, yeah, they're in Florida. So like hopefully they don't get COVID. They went back to Florida? You think my dad was going to stick around for this 12 inches of snow? Hell no. He's like 75 I mean... years old. <laughs> think he wants to snow blow? Fuck that. He wants to play golf. Sit in the pool. <laughs> All right. They, dro- they drove. They didn't fly. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty safe. So you don't have a favorite character? Uh, no. I No. Come on. You got to have one. You got to have one. Say it. Top of your head. Go. I mean... I... I like Rashida. I like her character. I like Rashida is not a character. No, but the, I can't remember her name. I think I Alva. like the little Sammy girl. I think that she's my. I was about to say the little the little native girl is my favorite too. Yeah, and That's they were they were originally gonna have her speaking English in this movie, yeah. and I I think that that would have definitely taken away from the interaction because like she's just yeah. like talking to Jesper in her native tongue and like he has no clue he's just like shooing her away yeah he basically treats her like a therapist and just like like blurts out all the (laughs) shit that's wrong in his life to her and she's just like sitting there taking it in she's such like a happy joyful like yeah like character i don't know she's yeah he's like he's like you're such a good listener and she's just like looking at him doesn't understand (laughs) a fucking word (laughs) even after like the first time he meets he's like what what's wrong with her mouth or something like that like, yeah, what's, she, yeah she's speaking in her own native tongue he's like what's wrong with this girl's mouth <laughs> he just like pushes her like come back when you have a penny yeah. or whatever and like pushes her out of the way i'm gonna use that now next time i meet a foreigner <laughs> what's wrong with his mouth i'll stop that that's, that's spanish robbie oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah but like obviously klaus is like likable too and jesper at the end like i like the big the, the two big children of the clans the the special children <laughs> they're just because they're innocent but they're being like kind of controlled by their evil parents but at the same time they're just like playful but also destructive i don't know i just kind of like that aspect i really liked when the like the end scene when they're chasing uh the the sleigh down the hill full of presents and, yeah and the and the chick like grabs that tiny little sleigh from that kid and like goes flying <laughs> down the mountain on it i love that scene that's so funny to me oh uh... So, Lauren, want to talk about some reviews? I would love to talk about some reviews. So, thankfully, it's the first time I've been happy when I went to go look at the reviews for a movie review. IMDb has this at a 8.2 out of 10. Okay, not bad. Which is awesome. That's off of, like, 6,000 reviews, I believe, too. It's a lot. Oh, wow. Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is 97%. Holy shit. Really? And, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And the critic awesome. score is 94 that's great i think I, that's the highest i've ever seen I, I mean i never look at reviews so like but I, for, from the movies that we've reviewed that's a fucking high review oh yeah oh it is the highest one uh metacritic has it at a 65 percent, which them. i don't understand who are, who it's is, so who are off of the even? other ones i don't know metacritic has a critic score and an audience score but i only have the 65 percent. i think that's the critic score i've never heard of metacritic so fuck them <laughs> yeah it's pretty much useless um i have Two reviews that I just kind of liked that I found. This is uh, off of IMDb. This is from Kaleem. 10 out of 10. And he says, I'm not crying. You're crying. That's it. Th- that's an accurate <laughs> that's review. Is. Yeah, that's... yeah, that's exactly. That's why I took it. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Correct. This is from another person that I forgot to write their name. 
10 out of 10, they say, there are two types of people in this world. People who very much like the movie Klaus and monsters. <laughs> Does does that make sense to you? No. So does that like people, there, there are, are people that people like Klaus world. and then there are people that like are... the movie Monsters? No. They're very much. Oh, I was thinking like There's Monsters Inc. Like the, Inc., like the other animated movie. No. I was like, I don't get it. Those are both great movies. No. Okay. I understand. I get it yes. now. Now it makes sense. Yeah, over the head. 100% over the head. Over the head. <laughs> so Lauren, do you have any fun facts for us? Robbie, I have so many fun facts. Oh, good. Um, I think my favorite fun fact is that Smearinsburg is actually based on a real place called Smearinsburg. Oh, great. Which was a town that existed in Norway. It used to be a prosperous whaling industry like during the 17th century, but the town was abandoned in 1660 and the ruins of Smearinsburg became part of Norway's Northwest Spitsbergen National Park in 1973. Wow. That explains the hanging whale. Yes. Bones when they go into Smearinsburg. I was just going to say, and that was hinted at, like, with that fucking, like, dead whale, big fish thing that was hanging uh, on his way in to the town to begin with. Mm -hmm. Jesper was originally, like, his character was originally conceived as a poor chimney sweep. I'm so glad that they made him a spoiled brat instead, because I don't think Makes him more redeemable. Yeah, it makes it make it needed that Wouldn't switch. It needed that switch of yeah. him being selfish to like unselfish and having yeah. him as otherwise like, there's no movie. Yeah, exactly. But I guess chimney sweep makes sense because like he's the one going down all the chimneys, you know. Yeah, you'd have to totally like reconceptualize the movie after that point. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad that they didn't do that. Yeah. And I actually think that all of the rest of all the rest of my fun facts we already covered. Uh, the director worked on Hunchback of Notre Dame and Hercules. Uh, the film is the first animated film from Netflix to be nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, I know that you said that it was, but it was yep. nominated, but it's the first one to be nominated. It was their first animated original, I believe. I don't know. It just said first animated film. I think. I think. Beats the shit yeah, out of people. me. Jason Schwartzman, that's who plays yep. Jesper. He uh, ad-libbed most of his lines for this movie. The director said that he thinks about f- only 40% of his dialogue was actually from, like, the script. The script. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I wouldn't see Jason Schwartzman as somebody who does that. I don't even know who Jason Schwartzman is. Like, you I don't think I've seen his face. any. I-, I recognize his face, but, like, I don't think I've actually watched anything that he's in. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even name anything on the top of my head. He's in Fargo the movie, but I've never seen that. Yeah. You should watch Fargo. It's a good movie. I, I watched the first episode of Fargo, the, the like TV, TV show. series. Yeah. But then I never watched any of the other ones. Oh, awkward. Whoops. And J.K. Simmons, who plays Klaus, actually worked as a mall Santa when he was pursuing a career in acting after college. He has the voice for it. He absolutely has the voice for it. He's in a shit ton of things. A shit ton of movies. Yeah, he's a really good asker. Asker? A really good actor. Uh, Academy Awards, Oscars, everything. Yes, correct. Um, Yep. I think that that's that's about all the fun facts I have because we covered all the rest of them. That's the way it should be. I should cover everything. <laughs> that way there's only two fun facts. You're very thorough, Robbie. Robbie hates Woo! fun facts. I don't hate fun facts. I just... Yeah, I hate fun yeah, facts. Yeah, he hates fun facts. Before we give you our rating, we're going to take a quick 
ad break from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Are you like my lesbian podcast partner, Lauren, and stuck in a boring, sexless relationship? Wait, what? Luckily, there's a website for you. I'm boring? Adam and Eve is an online store where you get all the bedroom essentials to help spice up your relationship. Can we get back to this sexless thing? With an assortment of adult toys, lingerie, and sexy accessories, Adam and Eve has got you covered in the bedroom. Or in the kitchen. Or in the public library bathroom. Basically, anywhere you can have sex. The library? And even if you're not in a relationship, Adam and Eve has got your lonely ass covered as well. With an assortment of lubes, toys, and other pleasurable items, adamandeve.com will make you feel like you're not jerking off alone in your apartment ever again. So remember, if you're gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, pan-fried, or even deep-fried, Adam and Eve has got you covered in the bedroom. So head over to adamandeve.com and use our promo code brew 4 you and get 50% off almost any item in store. That's promo code brew 4 you the number 4, at checkout and get 50% off almost any item. And when you do, you also get 10 free gifts, courtesy of adamandeve.com, including six spicy movies and a three-piece bonus kit. It's like a three-piece chicken bucket, but, you know, better. Now get out there and do some consensual You know, the kind where you stick your in their Then you get the Thousand Island dressing, you rub it all over your and you just jam it in their You know what I'm saying? Salad dressing? adamandeve.com for all your needs. Cheers. And we are back from our little ad break. Lauren, what are you going to rate this movie for yourself? Uh, out we, of five. Out of five? Out of five Christmas trees, how many? I was going to say five Jingle Bells. All right, Christmas trees works for me. Jingle Bells work too. Um, I I rate this movie five Jingle Bells out of five. A perfect five a, Jingle Bells. A perfect Never five. Never been heard before. <laughs> yes, a perfect five Jingle Bells for, for an animated movie. I feel like a lot of christmas animated movies are kind of all the same they basically follow like the same storyline different characters different settings but i just really liked how it this film took all of like the original thoughts that we all have like the original concepts that we have about christmas and kind of like tweaked them a little bit to Mm -hmm. like not exactly fall into those same categories they they just took their own spin on it and it was original for once yeah, I really enjoyed the originality of this movie. I really liked the animation in this movie. I oh, think the animation it was, was super great. well done. And instead yeah. of like using like the CGI type stuff that they usually use, all of this was hand drawn. Like it was you all tell. Yeah, exactly. Which I think like just adds a little bit more like nostalgia, maybe. Like that sort of like feel. Old timey Disney. Yeah. Not yeah. old timey, but maybe like nineties Disney. Yeah. Like it it felt nostalgic for me. Like if if you yeah. had told me that this movie was uh, made 10 years ago, like, I might believe you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So for Christmas animated, five jingle bells. Five jingle bells. Um, I would have to give it a 4.25 jingle bells. Wow. Out of five jingle, jingle, jingle bells jingle. out of jingle bells. Jingle bells. Um, like you said, you kind of covered a lot of the things. It has originality. The animation style is amazing. The score is great. The voice acting is great. Everything is just really good about it i feel like it was kind of rushed i think that's the only thing that i didn't like as much is that it was it just felt rushed everything felt kind of rushed and i get it and it's supposed to be a kids movie so i totally understand that it's not made for fucking 30 year olds it's made for but, people with short attention spans like me yeah exactly so i i do understand it but i wish it had been kind of a little more elongated maybe a little more conflict with 
the families, like the uh, Ellen Bow, Ellen Bows, and the Crumbs or Tom Bums, whatever they're called. I but. I would I would agree with that. I think um I I would have liked to see a little bit more of Jesper's uh uh acclimation like to living on his own. Like when when he's like when he's first dropped off by the fairy guy, he's like, "Aha yeah. ha, this is funny. Like I'd like bring me to like my real like living quarters and I'd like to see a dinner menu." Like, yeah. like, I would have liked to, like, see maybe a sequence of, like, him learning to, like, cook for the first time or, like, just, like, living in general, like, that sort they, of... Because they skip ahead, like, a lot of... Don't they skip ahead multiple months at one point? Um, they might. They might skip it. I don't... I, see, but, see, that's, like, part of the rush, I think, that you're yeah. talking about is that, like, it doesn't really have, like, a clear timeline, mainly, I think, because the weather there is... Like, it's in the north, so it's, like, always, like, cold and snowy. Yeah, it's in the Arctic Circle, so it's always going to be snow, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it just needed to be paced out a little bit differently. But overall, I mean, 4.25. I think it's the highest rating I've given a movie besides Return of the Killer Tomatoes for a different show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Check out that show. Uh, wreck my podcast. Yeah. So, Lauren, before we go, can you rate your beer? Oh, sure, Robbie. I'd love to rate my beer. Take another chug of it so I can... Really got a good taste. I drank always, anyways, a pastry stout, pa- a pastry stout, a pastry stout from Branch and Blade Brewing. It was a holy shit. It was ten percent ABV. So yeah, cool. Uh, it's dark and thick and sugary and chocolatey and roasty and nutty. It's like the if you like sweet dark things, it's a perfect winter beer. I'm gonna rate it a a three. Just because it's it's too sugary for me. But other than that, it's great. But you have a sweet tooth, so. I, well, I, but like not really. Like, like I, I like. like Werther's? I, I like Werther's. You like sucking on a Werther? I love sucking on a Werther's. But like, like I can't, I can't handle like a lot of sugar. Like I don't like, like I'll eat like a piece of chocolate or something like that, but like I'm not gonna mow down on an entire chocolate bar because I like can't handle like that much sweet <laughs> in my mouth. Too much sugar for the little kid. <laughs> Too much sugar for the little kid. I'll be off the walls. For... Ask Steph. I'll be off the walls for fucking hours if I eat more sugar than that. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, I give it a solid three. I don't even know if they make it anymore, but if they do, find it, pick it up, <laughs> drink it. That's. What about you, Robbie? Uh, what are you rating this year's? Uh, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's called Our Special Ale. Yeah, that one. The Spiced Ale from Anchor Brewing in San Francisco, California. Oh, this is hard. I don't remember what I gave last year's. I should probably look that up, but it's good. I, I can't drink a lot of them. Like, it's not super easy drinking, that's for sure, but... Yeah. I, uh, 275. I think the other ones I've had from them are better. But this one's is also like two seven five good rating for me, so <laughs> I still think That's it's true. good. That's true. That and <laughs> anything like, below a one, <laughs> you're only gonna ever have that beer once. Next year it'll be exactly. different. Next year it could be yeah. a five. So who knows? I we should look up what we rated them the last last couple of years for yeah, like next fun, year. Yeah. That way we can like mm-hmm. compare like the the years. Hundred percent. That just about wraps it up for this episode. You can find the brew interviews on our Instagram account at the brew interviews. 
or on Twitter at Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com or on Facebook under The Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Brew Interviews and become part of The Brew Interviews family just like these few people. Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, Jess, and the Wreck My Podcast crew, thank you very much for supporting the show. Also be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. And I would like to thank our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. And be sure to use our promo code BREW for you. That's BREW, the number for you. And get 50% off almost any one item. When you do, you get 10 free special gifts. Maybe give it to them for, you know, Christmas present. Yeah, if you oh. got someone special in your life, go or there's still time before Christmas, people. There's still time. Go order something. You get a bunch of extra free gifts. Stock a stuffing with them. Stock them with them. You know what I mean? Who wouldn't love a stocking full of butt plugs from AdamandEve.com? I mean, I sure would. I. Yep, kind of figured you would. For the brew interviews, I'm Robbie and I'm Lauren. Happy holidays, everyone. Yay! Merry Christmas slash Happy Holidays slash Hanukkah and all that good stuff. That's the holidays part. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to say it too. Okay, bye! This has been The Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. And it never fails that as soon as you finish... They come around.